this episode is the last episode of a series we've been doing here on the podcast, if you haven't noticed already, about how you can build your home apothecary. So we've talked about the supplies you need and uh, what you really need to get started. Today, we're going to be talking about materials that you already have in your cabinet that you can start today. Hello, plant lovers. Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with a Silly Herbs and Botanica. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine, a spotlight for African botanicals, and to empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, please visit backtosilly.com. When it comes to herbal formulations, you really only need two things. And this is really in alignment with how chemical reactions happen, right? So you have your solvent, which is the substance that is used to extract from the solute. So the solute, of course, will be your herb or plant substance that you are using and then your solvent. That base can be your water vinegar or oils this is those three you probably already have in your house um now i'll probably i'll definitely do an entire episode about extraction so if you haven't already subscribe to herbaceous conversation so you can get that episode downloaded onto your phone um but i'll give you a little bit of a spiel today so with the options of water vinegar and oil vinegar is probably how do i say it's the medium and i'll explain why so water is nice it's the cheapest it's basically free (laughs) and um uh, the taste from the extraction is very mild however with water it's a little bit difficult because there are if you're utilizing plants that are more resinous or have other uh, compounds that require a different kind of solvent to extract the, I guess I would say more heavier compounds, heavier meaning more complicated, excuse me, bonding, then water won't necessarily extract all of it. So you won't be getting the entirety, the entire essence of that plant. So that's the only negative thing about water. Oils is another great option, but again, with oils, um, it's a, you get a little bit of, now you're on the other side of that spectrum, so you have the water-soluble or water-extractable um, compounds. So with oils, um, those compounds tend to be left behind just because of that um, chemical, how do I say disarray is not the right word but i'm just gonna go disarray (laughs) um imbalance with that chemical imbalance going on excuse me now with vinegar vinegar is that nice medium in between both of them so with the exceptions if you don't have alcohol on hand on hand vinegar is probably your best bet so it's that nice in between to where you can get some not all but some or the majority of you know your resinous or more heavier compounds within some certain plant um, substances this is particularly for you know your roots and your barks um, 
and you can also get the water soluble compounds um, because of the composure of vinegar so that's a little breakdown of extracts now when it comes to your medicinals that you're using you really don't have to buy plants and I'll give you a hint it all has to do with plants that thrive in the environment that you're in right now so think about plants that are thriving in the area that you're currently in I know here in North Carolina um, in the Sand Hills area we are surrounded by pine trees, magnolias, there's spiderwort, which I've been loving lately. You know, spiderwort in salads is really delicious. <laughs> it's so mild uh, and it just makes them so beautiful. Uh, and then you have other things, daffodils, hawthorn, wisteria, which I will caution because it is poisonous. So in the case that you are dabbling with um, potentially harmful plants like wisteria, you can still utilize them for emotional support, right? So you can extract and use a flower essence. So wisteria, mimosa, violas, which is abundant across the entirety of the U.S. And there's an abundance of different species across the world of violas and violets. So that's just an example of what's here. And if you look into cultures and groups of people that have thrived in your area for years, hundreds and hundreds of years, their medicinal knowledge can guide you to how you can source local plants essentially for free. Now, I will caution before I delve into this a little bit deeper. I did did an, uh, an episode about this. It's episode 18 where we talked about um, how to source reliable and sustainable herbs. And yeah, I'll definitely listen to that episode because if you're going to be harvesting from the wild, you need to do so responsibly. So definitely reference that episode, episode 18. These local plants. Now, a lot of them just help to support your body's vitality and yeah, and help you thrive on a holistic level. Why is this? And that's because most of these landscape plants are either uh, immune supporting plants, like pine, for example. Pine, all parts of the tree can be utilized in a home apothecary, right? So you have the pine needle. Pine needle has is very high in vitamin C. So if you extract that in a tea, you're getting these antioxidant compounds within in your body right directly in your body then you have the resin aspect the resin you know the native american indigenous people here would use the resin you know in case you're out doing whatever you're doing <laughs> and you scrape your skin the pine resin has a way of just like it does with the tree to protect it from scrapes it does the same on the human body it's amazing what we learn <laughs> from plants so um, so there's the resin of the tree that you can utilize. So that's just one prime, prime example. So look into the endemic plants within your area and then study. I would encourage you to study about the lifestyle of indigenous people to where you are located and how they have used plants in the past. Because those practices can definitely, definitely be applied to your home apothecary today. That information is relevant. You know, information, and this is why I really do believe, you know, African folk healing 
it's a little bit hard to track and that's just because it's passed down orally and because of that it's a little bit sacred um just because it's passed in that regard but if you can definitely delve into the knowledge of um cultural medicine in your area we're going to be diving even deeper into these landscape medicinals on our patreon page so if you haven't joined us there join us over there and we'll break down these plants one by one and help you identify what plants you can harvest essentially for free and utilize in your home apothecary Alright fellow plant lovers, that wraps up this episode. I hope this information was relevant and helpful to you. If it was, I'd love to hear from you. So wherever you're listening to this podcast conversation, please leave a review or send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to hear from you. And with that being said, I'll catch you guys next week.